Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... Clementine from Visions of Atlantis. It's an absolute pleasure to be speaking to you this evening. Your new al- Thank you. Your new album, Wanderer, gets released in three, three weeks' time. How impatient are you all now waiting for its release? Um, I'm super impatient because... We totally feel that this is um, a way more mature material that we put together compared to the Dependent Dog. And um, we know that the people who've been uh, liking our last release will really, really love this new album. We're sure about it. And that's why we just cannot wait for all of these people to, to listen to our new songs. You released a video yesterday for the awesome A Journey to Remember. Where was that filmed? Mm-hmm. That was filmed in Styria, Austria. Wow, it looked really high up. Was it a struggle to get all the gear up the hill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. We had to take a very, very uh, narrow road with the cars um, up to, up there and then walk with all the gear up to the very top of it. So, yeah, but we were uh, enough people to to carry the, the everything around, so it was not so much of a, of a burden. And we were so excited to shoot in a real place. The landscape was breathtaking, so it was... Very empowering. So what has the feedback been like so far to the songs you have released? Awesome. Um, I think people really like the energy, the energy of the songs and Michele's voice. You know, that's the very brand new thing uh, on our album is uh, this new singer um, from Italy that we, that we, that we hired <laughs> that joined or who joined our ship last year. And they really like the, the balance between our two voices and, um, um, yeah, but these songs are these two songs are a little bit um, uh, how do you say um, they're, they're sort of similar to each other. It's like that kind of um, vocal wise, it's it's pretty close to each other, but it's not yet fully. Re- doesn't represent fully what's Wonder is about musically speaking. Yeah, and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people have to listen to the entire thing to get an idea of the wide range of the music that we've been coming up with. It is amazing. I've had the album about a week or so and I can't stop listening to it. It's fantastic. And yeah, you really seem to work together well. Of course, every song on the album is amazing. But which would you say is your favourite track on the album today and why? (laughs) Um, That's a very difficult question because uh, the songs are so different from one to another. Um, I think I would say that I love the opening track because... um, release my symphony because this is exactly the type the type of symphonic metal that i used to really love back in the days with a longer song with a slower part in the middle that really leaves room for the vocals so um yeah i i, I love that song i love um um journey to remember for, for its amazing energy it's i love to play that song live it really it really empowers me to, to sing to sing this song i i I have soft, a soft spot for Wanderers as well, for um, the silent screen because it really, this song has an ecological meaning. It's it's about the planet that I would like people to, to take care of, and um, so it's it's very special to me. But all in all, I think all the songs really um, have, have their own message and their own um, identity, and it's actually pretty hard to really detach one from another. 
it is absolutely amazing even down to the photo shoot you did by the north atlantic <laughs> that must yeah. that must have been an amazing experience and fits in well with the album how pleased are you with those photos yeah um i was so lucky to actually uh, be i was the one in charge with the artistic direction the visual direction for this new record i was given the freedom to create the clothes to, to choose the location to choose even the photographer so i put together this concept for the album that it that our pictures would match the meaning and the, the and the album cover. You know, I want everything to be coherent because I think nowadays this is what real releasing album is about. is 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 a whole thing. A band is a, is a whole uh, concept for at at a given moment. And uh, so yeah, I, I I wanted that all those old shipwrecks, and I I knew there were some in in Brittany, in France. So, yeah, I put together the artistic direction. I presented it to our leader, Thomas, and, and he approved. And he said it was a, a brilliant idea to go outdoor and um, to be by the, by the ocean. Being a band called Visions of Atlantis made pretty much sense. <laughs> and, yeah, I think uh, we couldn't make better pictures for, for, for that record. guys write some epic songs is it going to be particularly difficult to choose a set list or have you already started making plans for that we've already been playing new songs um on on some festivals already and even at bang your head where we played with an orchestra so right now the songs that we've been choosing to play live are um release my symphony nothing lasts forever heroes of the dawn journey to remember wanderers um yeah, so far this, this, these songs we've been able to, to play and to test live on our audience. When it comes to playing full headline shows, uh, we might add more of the of, of Wanderer's record, but it's, yeah, we, we don't really know yet which ones. It's a bit too early to decide. The album cover is, like you've already said, is really interesting. Will you be having that framed in your home? <laughs> Um, I, no, because I, um, I don't, I actually don't do music for myself like this, I do it for the others, so to me, this cover has to be for, for, for the others, it has to be for people out there, and uh, um, I didn't draw, I didn't have this, this album done for, for myself, you know what I mean? I do actually, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I do, yeah. Many of your fellow musicians, such as Elisa from Arch Enemy, Mark mm -hmm. Jensen from Epica, have made some mm -hmm. really amazing comments about the album. How does that feel for you and the band? Well, you know, Visions of Atlantis has been so, sort of dormant for many years before we released The Deep and the Dark. So um, we really felt back in the days when we released that record that we were, we were rising from our own ashes, like suddenly bring, going back to life and going back to being a real band. But it took us some time to change our mindset from just playing couple festivals a year, having fun, and then suddenly having to take ourselves most seriously. And when you get the feedback of these artists that you sort of look up to or that really have um, their own serious game in the music business, when they say such things about what you're doing, it really comforts you and really blow wind under your wings. It makes you feel 
like like yeah yeah I have to believe in what I have here because because it's worth it you know they sort of uh, acknowledge make uh, acknowledge your your capability of writing such songs and it's it feels amazing especially for me because Elisa she pointed out the title track Wanderers and and the words she had for that song really touched me because I wrote it and it's so yeah it, it was very very moving to have her touched by this song in particular from artist to artist women to women um, even though she didn't know I wrote it and I yeah, it was really special to me to get that kind of feedback. Yeah, It'd be absolutely amazing if Elisa actually joined you guys on stage one day. Would that ever happen? To you? <laughs> um, I, we never spoke about it. Um, the thing is that uh, Thomas doesn't like grants, uh, at least for Visions of Atlantis. So, um, if ever we would make a duet, it would be uh, like with clear vocals. But you know, we we're already two singers, so. Yeah. I don't think it really makes sense to introduce another voice in the band. I, I don't. I don't think we need that. But of course, sharing the stage with her would be an amazing experience. Yeah. So you've got five album release shows coming up. Is there yep. any you're particularly looking forward to playing? Well, um, it's, we play some German towns we've already played before, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see how it feels like to play as a headline act. You know, we've come to Germany many times as support act for Serenity or for Camelot, and suddenly we're just on our own. And I really, I really can't wait to to know how it feels to draw our own audience and to play an entire long set in front of people who really like our music and really want to listen to more from us so it's, it's going to be definitely very special we've got a lot of shows coming up and festivals are there hopes to get to the uk <laughs> we will be coming to the uk next year okay not just london <laughs> <laughs> not just london there will be two shows everyone always goes to london right okay <laughs> so what can we expect from you guys live we'll definitely do our best to try to uh like build a bigger um concept visually as much as we can depending on on you know all the the technical aspects all the 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 business that we the the budget that we could have it's a bit too early to like make any promise but as a headline act for once we would love to develop this aspect of the band um we'll keep our uh, energy we'll keep our love of playing the music this music because it really is the music that we we love to to make so um yeah definitely a lot of fun and um and um yeah taking the people to to a different place to a journey making them think about something else and share share emotions all together so how do you prepare for a performance and do you get really nervous even now you've played so many festivals nervous i wouldn't say that of course there's always a bit of excitement and tension because you know you you know that uh, you have to deliver something and the people that are expecting things out of you so you don't want to disappoint anyone so there will always to me there will always be a pressure um but it's a positive one it makes you focus makes me focus makes me want to give the best of myself um i prepare my mindset while i prepare physically doing all the makeup and and everything it takes it takes a bit of time so, and i'd like to have the time to do that not being in a rush um yeah and uh during the day if we, if we play in a festival and we play later late later during the day i, I try to work out during the, the day to sort of raise the energy i, I eat well i don't drink, don't drink alcohol before the show <laughs> i try to yeah 
uh, prepare as if it was a positive fight, if I could say it like this. Can you remember the first time you performed with Visions of Atlantis and felt how it actually felt to be up there with people watching it? <laughs> I remember it was in Graz, in Graz, in Austria. It was... Um, we were playing with Serenity, I was, so I was playing double duty because I was still part of that band back then. And um, I felt we were totally unprepared. Um, we had rehearsed a couple times, but we didn't know each other at all back then. It was a totally different lineup. And we were not playing in the best conditions because the technicians, we didn't have our own sound engineer and the technicians in that venue that day it was run by people who had no clue what they were doing and we didn't have any support technically. So everything preparing the show was stressful and we arrived on stage and the sound was terrible. We couldn't eat, couldn't hear anything. Um, but still we managed to get into the, the energy and delivering the songs. And um, since we were playing in Austria and this is where the band's is from, they were already some old school, old, old time fans who were there and cheered us up. So I would say that it was, uh, yeah, definitely not the best show. Uh, and now that I look back, I have more, uh, more sympathy for that memory because we had to start somewhere, but yeah, it, it was not, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was difficult somehow. <laughs> and so when did you first realize you had such a musical talent? and this is what you wanted to do for your career? I always loved music. I was always surrounded by music when I was a kid. Um, my first rela relationship with music was through dancing. I took dance, dance lessons for five years when I was younger, and when, my, when I moved out to Lyon, um, I would have continued to dance, um, but I just couldn't find a, a class that was delivering the same kind of dance of dance then that I was used to that I was used to do and so I, I decided like okay mom I, I actually want to learn the piano because I love that instrument and but I, I remember singing since I was very young until I started to get my first singing lessons like classic singing lessons when I was a teenager and um, one day I got introduced to Nightwish because I was learning classic singing, I got some connections with people who were like, oh, well, if you like classic singing and, like, and you like rock and roll, you should listen to that. And when I listened to Nightwish first time, I had like a huge revelation. Uh, this is what I want to do. This is amazing. It's like a movie track. It's so epic and so romantic and it's powerful and it's graceful and it's like I've never heard anything like this before. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was seventeen or sixteen. <laughs> How do you rate the importance of being seen live and then meeting the fans whenever possible? Meeting the fans is so is so nice and so important for us uh, because um, is there a way is there a possibility for for them to 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 to, to say thank you and to. Um, sort of give back what we've been given them on stage, you know. I feel it's incomplete when you play a show and you just go backstage and and you don't meet with the people you've just been singing to. I know sometimes it's not always possible, especially in festivals when they don't when there is no signing sessions, you can't really meet meet the audience afterwards. But I think it's I think it's something we'd love to keep doing as much as as much as we can. Of course, there is a, a point where it's it becomes difficult. Um, but we're putting up the VIP thing as well. 
um, on this headline tour in August and then on the next headline tour in April so that we can even have like a more privileged relationship with with a bunch of people and I think that's important in the development of, of a relationship between a band and its followers. What are your feelings on people filming at gigs on their smartphones rather than watching the actual show and does it distract you? I hate it. I hate it because first of all they have the feeling that they're sort of collecting a memory that for a lifetime you know but when you actually really i've done it myself sometimes that shows that just give, giving a short film just to have an idea and first of all i never watch it again and second of all when i watch it it's like a purse one or two percent of the uh emotion or the intensity of what i was living being in the in the venue you know the video is just such a small part part of the reality that you've been living so I think it's it's a lure to to film or take pictures like this as as a way of keeping a memory of it, and it's when people do that they're also not with us during the show. You know they they they're not focused on watching and listening because they know oh I'm saving it anyway, so I don't have to pay full attention. Or because they're doing something else, they're not just having their heart and mind fully open to the show they were looking at. And it's not pleasant at all to sing in front of a sea of screens. It's like you're singing to machines and not to real people. Especially when they look at their screen while, while they're recording. It's like they don't even look at you. And I always go for eye contact. I always go for smiles and because I love that interaction with the audience. And when I have just those screens in front of me, it's very frustrating. And I've been saying that sometimes on stage. That um, be with us, just leave your scream in your pocket for once. Exactly. <laughs> You're watching live music for real. You're in the real world. Just forget that. Forget that thing. Couldn't agree more. Honestly, I was at the Rock the Coast Festival in Fengarola. It's a new festival there. I'm hoping you guys will be there next summer. And it was amazing. But um, when the Scorpions and that came on, just so many people were just with their phones. It ruined it. Yeah, totally. Especially for yeah, for the third party audience, you know, yeah. you don't see anything. You just see people's screen. You you can't yeah. see the stage yourself because of, yeah, it's very selfish. Okay, I'm going to ask you then about your tattoo on your neck. That must have really, <laughs> really hurt. And how pleased are no. you with that? Well, you know, it was my first tattoo yeah. ever. And I remember when I was sharing this this idea of having it there with some people who already, already had tattoos or such. They were like, oh my God, neck. This is one of the most sensitive parts. It's going to be very painful. And, you know, I had no idea what kind of pain it is to get a tattoo on. Because, you know, I never experienced it before. It's really hard to to imagine something you've never been through. So I was expecting to really suffer, like to be in pain for three hours and to beg for him to stop. Like I was really ready for something really, really unpleasant to go through. So I was actually really pleasantly surprised. You notice it was not that bad at all, actually. I, it's not unbearable. It's it's not the most pleasant thing. Of course, I would not get a three-hour tattoo every day. But... Uh, 
but it was it was totally fine. And the, the tattoo artist is a very good friend of mine, and he knew he knew that press was sensitive, and he knew it was my first one, so he was actually really careful, really gentle. So it didn't it didn't it didn't properly properly hurt. You know, I could talk, I could do something else. I was totally relaxed. I didn't move at all, <laughs> and um, he was yeah he was gladly surprised that I reacted so well. And uh, to me to me it was totally no big deal. <laughs> Have you got the tattoo bug? Do you think you'll get more? Uh, I don't know. Um, I've I've always had many ideas for tattoos since since I'm very young because I always liked it. It takes me ages to 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 settle my mind over something and to make sure I want to keep it forever. Because um, yeah, I, I I love change. I love. I love to get into new things, and sometimes I always have to ask myself, what is a constant in my personality? What, what, what are the things that I would love forever, you know? And, yeah, I, I, I will take the time. There is no rush for it. <laughs> Can you tell me which are your two favorite albums of all time, and what have they meant to you personally? I would say In Search of Truth uh, by Evergrey is one of the records I've listened to the most. I... Their their music back then was uh, exactly the kind exactly the music I needed to hear. The colors, the the emotions, the voice, uh, the arrangements, the piano, the heaviness, everything. It was totally my cup of tea. I was a I was a huge Evergrey fan. I would say. Uh, Stay from Catherine. I have Ocean Born from Nightwish. I have. I think it's um, yeah, Ray of Light from Madonna <laughs> back in the days. Um, I even have like a Mozart Re Requiem as a, as a huge piece. Um, mm -hmm. One record. Uh, yeah, it's super hard to pick one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you tell me why we should buy Wanderer? Because it's an amazing way of supporting artists in symphonic metal by buying and not just streaming an album. Um, Nowadays, uh, it's a political act to decide to buy music and not just benefit of all those platforms that give music for free, sort of, if you bear the commercial the advertise, advertisements. But if I, if I don't play with the word just buy the music, um, and if I get your question of why should we like like, like or listen to, to Wanderers, I think it's, um, if you're into... Symphonic metal, melodic metal, power metal. I think we combine all of the references and all the codes of all these genres together to try to redefine the genre as well. We're getting more colors, try to expanding the definition of what symphonic metal should be. Even with our own look as a band, we're not the typical um, symphonic metal band. And um, yeah, we've been a one of the oldest, one of the oldest band of the jar. We were established 19 years ago, but our name sort of got forgotten because of all the lineup changes that we've been suffering. But if you like the jar, I think you would be very, very pleasantly surprised by um, by the quality of the music we've, we've been able to put together. Because uh, yeah, this is we're very, very happy and humbling. Uh, Humbly proud of what we've done. If I 
can say it like that. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? I actually was blown away by the response that we have from the UK audience when we played with uh, Camelot in Manchester and Birmingham for the very first time. Uh, I think there are a lot of people in the UK that really appreciate our music and we got a lot of requests for uh, shows of us um, in England. So I, I want to thank people so much for being so positive and enthusiastic about about Visions of Atlantis and I cannot wait for us to announce a tour where we could meet up again <laughs> that would be amazing but like i say more london come up to newcastle scotland hello it's clementine from visions of atlantis and you're listening to the metal gods meltdown uk